welcome to episode 179 of CGM's Pixels and Ink podcast. I'm back this week, so Cody doesn't have to host. Oh, I mean, it was so fun last time. I am going to make you do the closeout, though, so the sign-off. Oh, God, okay. I had, like, a document for everything that we You had <laughs> were a document? <laughs> yeah. I will train Cody yet so that he's master of podcast. We'll get there. So that you can uh, replace me when I'm not around. Sweet. It's easier that Again, way. it went so well last time. How was it? Oh, you weren't here last week either, no. right, Phil? It just went off the rails really fast. Phil and I actually met up and went to Disneyland. That's why we weren't here. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what we talk about when we have our secret sex sessions. Yeah, <laughs> what we call it. Yeah, it's Disneyland. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I said that you went to, like, some cat petting convention. Ew, Mel? Really? You're going to say that to me? That's, that's, that's really, that's really that's insulting. You don't it's, mix it more jo- personal no, man. You don't mix job and, and your personal life. That's, well, whatever, that's... Mel. I'm insulted and don't be. Insulted. Quite frankly, I'm going to storm off. Okay, so th- th- I'm waiting. Roll away, Phil. <laughs> 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 okay, so Phil's left. It's just us now. So let's start off with some news. Yeah, it is gaming news. Um, so uh, the, the first one I wrote about this today. Uh, Square Enix showed off a bunch of what gameplay yesterday because it's totally it's Friday, Friday the 13th. The 13th. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, the one you should start off with, but you don't care that it's been funded. So we'll talk about that after. Well, I was going to lead into it so go, you could talk about Cody. it because you're more excited about go it than Cody. I am. Sorry for being a nice guy. Um, you should be. <laughs> You'll finish last. <laughs> so uh, Square Enix showed off a bunch of uh, gameplay footage and other things for their new Star Ocean game. Um, Star Ocean Faith and Integrity, isn't it? Something like that? Star Ocean. One second, I'm going to pull it up. I forgot what it's called. Jeez, you're (laughs) the best news person. Star Ocean 5. Uh, We'll just call it that until I can load that thing (laughs) up. Um, Yeah, it looks really good. It was all in Japanese, though, so... Not helpful? Yeah, I, I unfortunately do not speak Japanese. Um, integrity and faithlessness, that's what that's it's called. That's what it is. Uh, but no, it looks really cool. I got to see some um, some gameplay. It, it looks beautiful. Square um, Enix. Yeah, it's Square it Enix. It's, it, oh my god. Um, the big thing that I, I really liked is that um, all seven party members are visible at any Wait, given point. Okay, so Cody, did you, have you played Star Ocean? No. So I haven't actually played Star Ocean. I have Ocean. not played a lot of Star Ocean. Phil, have you played Star Ocean? Absolutely not. I don't like RPGs. I told you guys. Yeah, I like RPGs. I just yeah. haven't gotten around to playing yeah, yeah, yeah. any Star Ocean games. It's it's uh, like a free flowing RPG. Eh. Um, mm-hmm. You have like huge eh. um, <laughs> parties, um, and this well, one you can actually huge party. you can sh- you can see everyone in your party. So when you're playing, it's not just like one person rolling roaming around, and then you get into a battle, and seven people pop out. And mm-hmm. I don't is, know is that what happens? I don't know because I've never played Star Ocean. That's how <laughs> most RPGs work. Is mm-hmm. you have your one. Play RP- <laughs> you need to play RPGs. They're they're fun. Yeah, I should clarify. I don't hate them. It's just they're so time consuming that's that I, I just cut them, them out. Of, that I just cut well, them out of my life. I mean, oh, I hate them. that's what that's a great part about the 3DS is that you have these streamlined RPGs. Mm-hmm. Like streamlined. totally like Zelda, I'll do. Yeah, because that's a little bit more streamlined. Well, I'm, I'm talking about like Bravely Default, which feels like a huge console RPG but isn't. Right. Or or Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah. Love Shinigami no, Tensei no. so much. Mm-hmm. You you walked away from that drug. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have I, I told you guys I bought a new one at 
Yes, um, and how's that been fan. going? I haven't played it yet. It's still. Oh, oh, yeah. it's good. Yeah, well, because I have to like take out my PS2 and like find a TV okay, so to hook too it up lazy to. And to play it. So yeah. your addiction isn't that bad. Right now, once I start playing, I mean. Yeah, so once you've done the work of setting up. The yeah, once once that happens, you might not see me so for a while. So once you go on holidays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, compl- I contemplated taking off like two weeks no. so I could play Fallout 4. <laughs> I didn't, though. My roommate's trying to convince <laughs> me to play Fallout, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'll like it. If I had to spend half an hour real-time walking somewhere, I'm probably not going like to <laughs> Yeah, totally. That's not my thing. I hate that so much. Definitely not. He's like, yeah, you're not going to like it. I'm like, yeah, well, mind. it's also like my, my issue with Fallout and Elder Scrolls is they're so glitchy. Is it and to me, it's not charming. That's just glitchy. bad design. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's not a charming Yeah, no, people type. are all like, oh, no, it's the awesome water cooler talk. You just talk about the glitches you got. No, that's a sign of a game that's not finished. Wait, wasn't it charming when all those models in Assassin's Creed Syndicate yeah. just oh, dropped Oh, totally. Down? That was amazing. God, that was not yeah. a fun game. Anyway. Is that rumor true? Do you think that rumor is true about uh, Grand Theft Auto 6 being all of America? That would be so cool. Speaking of massive maps, oh, I heard that. Massive. But see, like, no, I'd probably get pissed off. I'd have to drive from Florida to New York or something. Well, I feel I like mean, you could skip it if you wanted to. Yeah, but it's I, fine. Yeah, like I would. I and that just all of America seems too ambitious. But I would. But I would like it if they had. Uh, if there was a version where you could go to Liberty City, you could go to uh, Vice City, you yeah, could I go, to go back to Vice San City Andreas. So that would be nice. I'd especially like it. I've always thought that they should take advantage of the whole Vice of the Vice City legacy and have like a flashback sequence in the '80s in Vice City. Yeah, where like cool. some, where you like meet a guy and he's like, "Let me tell you something, kid," and then all of a sudden you're in Vice City. It's I think okay, that'd be yeah. so much fun. And then I've, you and then that would be accessible at any time. I think that's the only GTA I actually finished was Vice City. Yeah, yeah. that was the, probably the most like entertaining in I terms of uh, like most hilarious. When I have I the soundtrack. Drive around and put on easy. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I have that yeah. soundtrack on my iPod yeah, for sure. See? I kind of yeah. like San Andreas. A little more. I started yeah. San Andreas. Um, I like San Andreas. I just thought it was too big. It was yeah. too much. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's it's. I would play it. It's well, good. I, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I just I went back and beat it recently, and just ah, it's so amazing. Just so many good things about it. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City was great just because of Ray Liotta. Yeah, well, I like, think you got the tone right oh, in a way yeah. that no game had since, although I do think 5 got that, recaptured that tone. Because I think the thing is, uh, my, that my aside from the, like I said, I, I found San Andreas just a little too sprawling, um, was that it could never quite settle in as to whether or not it was supposed to be taking it seriously yeah. or whether or not it was a tongue-in-cheek joke again. Uh, same with 4. And I think that that's, I think that's tough, and I, I don't think the Grand Theft Auto universe supports dramatic storytelling in a way yeah. that they sometimes try to pull off. I think the sillier the better for them. Yeah, oh, totally. And like, I, I get what you mean by like the sprawling. There, there'd be times where you'd like steal a train and it goes off the rails in the middle of nowhere, and yeah. you're like, oh, God, I have to walk for... Like twenty minutes. Yeah, totally. That's not fun. No yeah. one really wants to do that. Well, I mean, in Fallout, you'll encounter people, and it was, it, 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 it was interesting. Andreas, I just didn't. think it's just a little too ambitious. They weren't yeah. quite yeah. there with what they could do. Like with five, it's massive, but there is it's stuff. jam-packed. Yeah. yeah, like they've designed totally. it so that you know there are some highways you get lost in, but not that many. And even then, there are like hitchhikers and stuff you can kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. the thing is, at least the driving is more interesting than yeah. actually walking somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, next bit of news. Like even I hated driving in Borderlands. Did you play that one with the uh, the stretch of highway? Oh my god! Sometimes just driving for ten minutes is annoying. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even ten minutes, but it felt like forever because it's just desert and highway. Mm. That's it. Sorry. Go That's go. okay. Can I go? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Call of Duty hit the $500 million mark in its opening weekend. Cool. That's not surprising. Yeah, I mean, that's what's just going to happen. We're, we're going to talk about it later anyway. Did uh, you play it? Yeah, I reviewed it. Right on. I kind of want to play it, and I hate Call of Duty, but the biomechanics look interesting. So I'm yeah. to hear what you say about it, because you hate it too, but yeah. you actually like this one. Yeah, it was, so um, it was It was. a nice change of pace. We'll talk about it later yeah. in the podcast, though. Oh, look at him. He's being a good host. I'm saying that we'll talk about that mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, I learned after last let week. Cody take over. <laughs> <laughs> Again, listen to last week's podcast. It, Immediately it, went off the rails. <laughs> I wasn't in pro the first time. I've been doing this now for how long? Like three years, Brennan? Some amount of time. Something like that, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, here's a, an interesting, like a nice little story. Oh. Um, evil video game corporation Konami. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Are they evil or just mean to us because they keep wishing things we love? I don't know. I, I feel like the general consensus is. I like, think the general consensus, though, the most evil is EA. You see, I was thinking Konami at this point. Most I'm not saying Japanese they're actually evil or not because I do enjoy a lot of their properties that they are ruining. Um, they kind of have that outlook that like Activision had at like 2007. Yeah. You know, where it's and if, EA too to an if extent. Activision but. made pachinko machines, though. I'd be all over that. Could you imagine like a like a oh Warcraft? Yeah, <gasps> Warcraft pachinko machine. That would be so fun. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Would you play it, Phil? Sure. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Feels like, yeah. I haven't played Warcraft to be honest with you. It, it, it's a pachinko machine. That's all yeah. that matters. Warcraft Three was a big part of my life for a while. Yeah. Not so much World of Warcraft, but yeah, yeah. Warcraft Three definitely it was a good, good solid real time strategy. I didn't play any of them except World of Warcraft. I just couldn't. I was. I don't have the money to invest in something like that. I didn't have the money to invest in it. Someone else invested in it. No, oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, Konami, they, they're working on the pro- they're working with a an artist to make a prosthetic limb for an amputee video game. Or it's Metal Gear Solid themed. Yeah. Like that's that's, cool. that's really awesome. Like good for you, Konami. You needed some good <laughs> press. <laughs> like, oh crap! Everyone hates us. What do we do now? Let's make some Metal Gear Solid arms. Yeah, like if, like if you want to win people back, that's definitely well, one back way to one do it. One gamer at least. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yay, Konami. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's a 25-year-old. Um, his name's James Young. He lost his arm in a... I wrote it down and now I can't read my writing. Um <laughs> what? You wrote it down digitally and you can't read it. No, I didn't writing. write it down digitally. I wrote it, I, I have a stylus and I wrote it oh, like well, actually. silly. Yeah. Uh, he lost his arm in, uh, oh, did I, did it not? Konami working with prosthetic artists Oh, you know what? I don't think I wrote it down. for amputee gamer. I gave, I put his name down. I didn't write his name. I didn't write what happened. One second. No, you didn't. 25-year-old James uh, Young. Unless it's on the next page. No. I'm trying to read Cody's notes. So people it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I got it. I got the, I got the article here. I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't. Um, um, um. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it happen last week? No. I figured it was, he was in the... Um, he was out, dragged right? between two carriages. Oh, yeah. I want to know. Okay, I want the backstory about this. Because how do you get dragged between two carriages unless you're doing something you shouldn't be doing? I don't know. Like, doesn't that I mean, sound... he still lost his arm regardless. I know. That sucks. I'm not saying it doesn't suck, but I want to know what he was up to. Was he working on one or something? Now let's, I'm curious. 
James Young. Don't. Tweet at me. Yeah. At Cody underscore arm. I want to know what happens. <laughs> we're really like. We're curious. <laughs> yeah, we're curious. We have no boundaries. We want to know what happened. <laughs> um, yeah. So there is one more piece of news that I'm going to leave for you because you're going to be a lot more excited than I am. Well, I can't believe Jordan's not even here to celebrate with me. How He's here in spirit. could he? At least maybe Phil will be excited. Yeah. The, Friday uh, the 13th yeah. got funded. It got I'm funded. Just in time for real Friday the 13th. That's and a beautiful right. little bit of history. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's why they did it. Right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yesterday or true, two yeah. days ago, it got funded at its seven hundred thousand. Yep. And it looks like they're gonna make seven fifty, which means they've added two kills into the game. Dynamite. Oh, is that the deal? Every extra twenty five thousand, two most, more kills. Most yeah, most of them are just extra kills. Eventually, if they'd hit almost two mil, it would have been offline mode. Nice. Which would have been nice, but they're not gonna get yeah, there. So but at least the game's being made. Yeah, totally. I'm excited. And I can't wait to play it. Two extra kills, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Totally excited. Yeah, it'll be so, it'll be fun. And if it does well, they'll make an offline version. I'm sure. Yeah, they'll do something. Yeah. They'll keep if yeah if it does well and they have the license they'll yeah. do something. They'll awesome. do something bigger. Yeah. So yes, anyone who is following that with us. Is probably very excited. Yeah, it's super yeah. exciting. We were talking about this earlier, not on the podcast, but when was the last time, aside from like the Saw games, that a horror movie has gotten like a video game? Yeah, because the only time we can think of in the recent years has been Saw. Yeah, it's the only one I can think of too. Yeah, because it's been almost twenty years. I yeah. think since yeah. they should have made a Wii game for Hostel. Um, oh, they had the Wii, uh, Wii Grudge game. game. <laughs> yeah, where you like it would be like the surgery game, except uh, for yeah. Would have oh. been great. Oh yeah. Um, oh, but uh, yeah, it would have been it would have been awesome. Oh, it would have been awesome. Um, but no, they they also there was that grudge game for the Wii as well. I'm like sorry, there was a house. grudge game for yeah. the yes. Wii. Did you not the play thing it? With, the thing with the what? Wii is that yeah. the titles ranged from like very kid oriented to like it was either that or horrifically not okay, okay. for children. It was awesome. Play. It was a virtual what haunted house. What did you house. do? It was a virtual haunted house. There were only it was really small. There were only three levels. The guy who made the grudge oh. movies designed it. Um, oh, cool. It was like a little virtual haunted house that you wandered through. All you could do was just look around, and then it was basically, yeah, just designed like for PT. the ghosts to jump out at you. Yeah, kind of. Okay, so and like then there was a second player option where you could hold a controller, and you could, like, wait and then make the ghost pop out the self and try to scare your friend. <laughs> so it was more like a virtual tour of a haunted house. Pretty well, but it was with all the grudge ghosts and all the sound effects and all that stuff. It was actually a grudge title. Well, totally. Go, there's one out. Yeah, yeah it, okay, was, there it was pretty fun. It like it was like it was hard for me to find. I had to get it ordered yeah, in I've specially. I've never heard of it. Yeah, well, I think it primarily came out in Japan. Did pretty well there. So um, and it, did it now. I sold it a long time ago. I wish uh, I, I wish I had, and I regret it just because like it's not uh, easy to find. Uh, uh, go to the internet. There, it's probably it really cheap. For? Yeah, it's pro- <laughs> I'm sure it's probably really cheap now. It wasn't like respected or anything. It wasn't respected. No, definitely not. But I, I just saw games, not respected. Yeah, totally. I but I just love the idea of a virtual haunted house and especially the whole like being able to scare your friend which totally worked they were like six different things and they were really loud and aggressive and in your (laughs) face so if you timed it right you could you could screw people up for sure and i did oh that sounds cool i didn't even know that was a thing well there you go it was super fun i mean we talked about that before um yeah but that's yeah but other than that that's it unless you count like freddy and jason being in mortal Kombat. no no that doesn't count yeah i like there's the aliens games i don't count those oh yeah well you should they're horror yeah but I know there, really there's designed. science fiction as well, but that's ridiculous. Because if we say that Alien's not a horror movie, then we have to say The Thing's not a horror movie, and that and might be the greatest of yeah. all the horror movies, okay. so that's ridiculous. That's fair. Um, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's cross-genre, but it's primarily genre. The way I look at it is this. The first Alien has probably, like, it, with the exception of, like, the shower in Psycho, uh, the shower sequence in Psycho, probably the most famous scare of all time. So if you got mm. that and you're primarily trying to scare people, how could you not be a horror movie? Yeah, I guess no, that's Alien fair. is counted as an iconic horror. 
totally. Possibly the greatest movie monster, really. It's hard to think of anything better. Other than the thing. Yeah, totally. Which is pretty which again, if we dis- Which, again, if we discount Alien, we got to discount the thing, and I'm not going to stand here and let that happen. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. I guess, yes. yeah. Okay, well, fine. That's yeah. fair. I'll look at that, too. Back to life. Yeah, it seems definitely, especially, like, starting at the beginning of this console generation, survival horror... Um, has has gone gone huge, mm-hmm. and it's nice to see because that's a genre that is great. Yeah. Well, I find it go, it's cyclical, and it tends to be with the start of a system. Because when PS3 and Wii first started, a bunch of them came out, and then they just yeah. didn't do very well, and they kind of yeah. died. Yeah, this time they're doing well because PT did pretty well, and it wasn't even. A I, yeah, totally. I just and then I, like I think the, until Dawn's doing fairly okay. I like the feeling yeah. of like you're not Should the most OP right. character on the screen at any given time. It's it's like you're always wide. vulnerable. You know oh, what? Right. You know what, Capcom? Where's the next Resident Evil game? Mm-hmm. No. Resident Evil 7. Uh, keep doing the... Um, yeah, I don't want any do? more zombies. Zombies. Keep doing the Revelations Ooh. games, because those are legitimately away. atmospheric and scary, but... Um, I know. I Resident know. Evil 6 was like too action-packed. No, that's why I loved it. Uh, you, need to, you need to be scary. I'd like another Dead Space. I'm sad that that one's over. Really? Yeah, the totally. third one wasn't. Yeah, yeah, no. wasn't that the third one, one that wasn't, wasn't great. I, no, the third one wasn't great. I agree, but those first two have are uh, the, some of the scare is probably as scared as I've ever been playing any game. When you think about it, though, like horror is doing well in general right now because TV for horror fans right now is crazy good. Yeah, yeah. well, it's the same thing. It's cyclical. We're yeah. just in a good time. Yeah, because they have they have the Scream MTV show, which was actually pretty good. Uh, they have Scream Queens, which is that. actually really good. Uh, Ash versus Evil. Have you seen Scream Queens? Yeah. You don't like it? Uh, really? I don't like TV drama. I've explained this to it's you. It's not drama. I find it tedious comedy. and it gets on my nerves. Scream Queens <laughs> is total trope comedy though. Uh, it's t- t- tedious. Really? Yeah. And then there's Ash vs. Evil Dead in American Horror Story. Yeah, that's Horror amazing. Story. Ash vs. Evil Dead's amazing. Yeah, American Horror Story is okay. I got bored. That's, I haven't seen the last couple. That's more drama than Scream Queens. I know, but I'm just saying it. I don't right. like it. <laughs> don't love it. But I mean, that's uh, well, I think my, my main issue with horror on television is that while television has gotten very good, I certainly agree, there's limitations of what can be done visually. Like, they have to maintain a TV prescription schedule, and all TV shows tend to look the same. And I think that the best horror movies, the best thing you can, the, the most effective stuff is visual and stylistic manipulation that you just simply can't get away with on TV. Mm-hmm. Evil that I've been impressed by, but even then, it's like there's one sequence per episode where they yeah. can have some crazy camera angles. And well, that's I was, it. American Horror Story at least is pretty, pretty visually. Yeah, but it, as my friend used to say. I mean, it, it's decent, yeah. certainly, but it's not. They just don't have the time yeah. as you can with a movie. Scream Queens is not has no. It's not you know frame free and stuff, but it's really gory, which I was actually really surprised about. Yeah, yeah. But so is Walking Dead. Yeah, no, because Walking Dead mm. doesn't have that much kind of gore. A lot of theirs is like no, a lot of zombie. For sure. It's super Watch gory. Scream Queens. They they ran over someone's head with a lawnmower. And oh, that's just, awesome. Yeah. It was way more gory than walking. Yeah, I just don't. I lose patience with a like forty-hour narrative, and that's the, fine. And they all eventually go to crap. There's like been oh, yeah. two TV shows ever that have maintained quality all the way through. Yeah, well, you and don't, I just don't ever want my heart to be broken. all the way through. That's why I like, know. Scream so and Scream Queens so are in their first season. So I know, and, be that, good, and, and that's why I just don't bother. Oh, <laughs> it's that's disheartening. Oh, it's fine. I have plenty of TV stuff that I watch. Don't get me wrong. TV shows. So what do you watch? What do I watch? Mostly comedy. Wait, what's what's one of your big shows? Review Peep Show just came back for its final season, which is my favorite ever. Um, Ash vs Evil Dead is my favorite show right now. Uh, Until that, I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. But right now, it's as good as it gets. Um, And um, 
South Park, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like South Park. Do you watch I love Review. Yeah, I watch Sunny. Um, it's kind of, you know, and they need to kill that horse as well. But <laughs> no. it, it's pretty funny. I, I don't um, like South Park this season. You don't? What? I don't like that they're not doing... I felt like they had way more to say when they were doing the, like, four days <laughs> type of episodes. Yeah. Because now they do it all super in advance. <coughs> so they're missing out on the They're still doing the four days. What are you talking about? No, they're not. Really? Yeah, that's why it's only ten, ten episodes. No, 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 no. no. It's only ten episodes a season, but they only do ten once. They so. still do it in a week. Oops. I don't think they do. Yes, from they what do. I, from what I read, they don't. That's why they're not have any, they don't have anything timely anymore. It's all been timely. What are you talking about? They had an episode last year that responded to a specific article that was written about the previous week's episode. <laughs> what, which one was that? The one about the spin thing the, with the spin writer. That was because someone wrote an article on spin and said that they were the Randy Marsh dressed as that singer was supposed to be an attack on her age. So they made an entire episode making fun of that writer. It just doesn't feel like it's the same anymore. 100% it, it is. I love it. It's one of my favorite seasons ever. And uh, what I love is that it's... Do you like because it's all... It's connected and they're building to something big. And it's all about, um, you know, soft-pedaled activism. So (laughs) it's nice that of all people... It's (laughs) nice that of all people... And I I just love that they are not only taking that head on, but they're develop- They're dedicating an entire their season entire to it. It's season fantastic. It? Good for them. It is weird that they've... And they got callbacks to previous seasons, which I find kind of yeah, odd. Yeah, it's been fun. Like it's been really, really like fun. The only yeah. part... Like, the only thing that they remembered in canon for the longest time was uh, the Scott Tannerman must die. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, they'd keep... I mean, characters still the best would come back, and they'd still mention some things. But, yeah, this is the first time that they've maintained continuity, and it's interesting. Yeah, recently they mentioned Chef, too, which is kind of weird. They yeah. haven't mentioned him in a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was is that okay now? Like, they can do that? Oh, yeah, he's yeah, dead. Yeah, he's dead. It's been years, <laughs> too. Yeah, what are they going to do? I did enjoy the uh, Craig episode. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. So good. I haven't watched this week's yet, but I'm so excited. Cause I haven't about, watched Because it's about police, police brutality. Me. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I can't wait, and specifically um, about the protests oh, surrounding it. Yeah, so right there you go. So they still have still four days. I wonder is. why they feel yeah, like they're absolutely. not. Maybe just because everything's connected, it feels like it's not. But they're not actually just thinking it out and then still connecting it with stuff. Uh, yeah, huh. I think. Well, I think it's just they. Uh, my guess, I don't know, because um, they don't really do interviews and stuff anymore. But my guess would be too busy. Yeah, my guess would be that um, it's just a new challenge. Like they've done it for so long know, that it's, it's an interesting way to try it. I wish it was longer than ten episodes. You have problems with change. I do. <laughs> I have huge problems. It's too. scary, okay? <laughs> Do things I like. I get it. I get it. But no, I've loved it. Because um, I just, you can just tell with the way they've been building on this one theme that they're building up to something big. Yeah, I'm so like excited it. to see what it is. It's funny because The Simpsons is trying to do like connecting episodes like here and there, but it's yeah. not. Uh-huh. They always have the sideshow problems. No, I mean like they're trying to do like these like little things. Oh, they're trying, trying to, to do like back. arcs and stuff. Like little ones, and yeah. it's just like uh, I haven't watched The Simpsons in about ten years. Let now. it go, guys. Yeah. Just put a bullet in its head and be done with it. Well, the beauty of it is you don't have to watch it. Like it's not required. <laughs> I feel, there's something about it that I feel compelled to watch it. Yeah. And then I'm like, I want to watch that. It's I'm done. Run its, its morbid course. Morbid curiosity, like a car crash. I'm done. I'm More done. like a train wreck, but. I don't even watch the Halloween episodes anymore. Car train. It wasn't that good. I'm sure it wasn't. Really? Oh my god! I stopped it when they did good. the Avatar one. I was like, well, no I need still, to ever revisit this. I still love the um, the Raven episode. Oh yeah, because oh, the yeah. Raven's my favorite. Oh like, yeah, the yeah. the first written piece like, of work ever. Ten, eleven years are still like the best. Some of the best oh, yeah. comedy that's ever been done. I won't take anything away from them. It's just. Yeah, lately it's just. I can't awesome. waste my time. The Del Toro episode wasn't bad actually. Uh, oh, you like the opening credits? The opening credits were beautiful, and that episode itself actually wasn't horrible. Did he do the episode? No. Okay. 
Oh, he did not. I just channel. watched the opening credits. I watched those. Like John K from Ren Stimpy did one a couple weeks ago that was fantastic. But I don't watch. Pretty, yeah. At least the credits sometimes are still pretty good. Yeah, but the beauty then of that. Then you're like, oh, that was good, and then the episode sucks. Well, the beauty Aww. of that is that they do the credits and they put them on YouTube to publicize yeah, it. So I just watch that, and then when I watch the episode, watch. yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it was perfect. All right. Time back. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have news. Week, no, right? but I have news. Oh, you have news, yeah. And I have things to talk about, too. Because um, I can talk about uh, what I didn't talk about last week. Okay, anyways, first up. Oh, yeah, Gunnar Hansen died. We should talk about that. That's yeah, sad. that hurts. It is a bummer, even though, you know, he literally never did anything as good. But still, he's Leatherface. He's Leatherface, yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah, that guy like was a legend. My favorite... Uh, movie serial killer. Yeah. It has to be Leatherface. It's really? The, yeah. The original Texas Chainsaw He's Massacre. He's legitimately scary. Oh, yeah. Terrifying. That oh. first one, especially. He's too real. That first one is like, yeah. I would put it in like my top three horror movies oh, yeah, of all no. time. Texas it's Chainsaw Massacre. That, that whole that terrifying. franchise, though, is like pretty consistent. Uh, new Generation. I mean, for okay, yeah, the new, the new for Next Generation and, the, and, and I don't care for the remakes. For either. a slasher movie, it's more consistent than. Others. Well, that's uh, the, no. Chucky's probably been the most. Consistent. You think so? Um, I just enjoy it. They're all I, about fifty-fifty. Yeah, yeah. When you break them down, they're not that bad. I like the newer ones too. They were fun. Uh, Texas, I don't one? like the. I, sorry, I meant slasher franchises oh, are all about fifty-fifty. Okay. They're rarely, except for like Hellraiser, because they keep cranking out crap. So oh the numbers God, are like really bad nine, on that. Yeah. <laughs> but the other ones, yeah. But no, like like Halloween, like six out of ten of those are good. Friday the Thirteenth, yeah. depending on. What standard do you want to apply to a Friday the Thirteenth movie? Is about the same. Freddy Krueger, the yeah, the Nightmare on Elm Street's like six out of eight or something like that. They're not that bad, um, but uh, I don't. Yeah, well, I mean, my problem with where the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise goes is it's not a slasher movie, and that's what always bothered me. Um, the first one isn't really like yes, young people get killed, but it's really more of a serial killer movie and more of a really true, intense, yeah. like uh, almost survival movie. Um, and then the second one, which I love as well. That's like slapstick, and again, it's not a slasher movie. Like, there's only yeah. there aren't and there aren't even sexy teens in that. Um, so it really wasn't until the third and fourth that it turned into a slasher movie, and that's when I kind of lost interest. Third's okay, if only because young Viggo Mortensen's in it, and it's kind of mm-hmm. fascinating. But yeah, four is horrible, and the remakes. Like, I agree, the first one it, remake especially is like so much better than it had any right yeah. to be. But it's just. Just the idea of making a glossy version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre bothers me. It really? goes so far against the like I what the spirit it. of it is. And I liked uh we talked about it on the Halloween episode. I really mm. liked uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre the beginning as well. Yeah. I don't but I I just it's like the Star Wars prequel. I don't wanna know how Leatherface got to be that way. That's not That's true. That's not what it, that's I like what I like. I don't need to know. That's scary that I don't know. I don't <laughs> care. Of course he had a bad childhood. I think they it's only, Leatherface. They only the thing they, they didn't how, they didn't like, exp- evil. He's born evil. I they know, didn't really but talk he about wasn't it that much. Into being evil. I know, but I've screw you, Rob Zombie. I know, but I've come screw to like you. I've come to like those. Those no. are, yeah, they were fun. I like them the too. Problem. I mean, have you seen Halloween Five? Like yeah. the standards low. I so it's above that. Yeah, that's not good I just either. Didn't like the, What's the one that with was the backstory? I can't. He was just supposed to be evil because he's born. Oh no, I totally get that, and that definitely bothered me the first time I've seen it. But I've grown to be quite fond of it. Um, especially two. I think Halloween two is fantastic. Yeah, I'll go back and watch it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first one, like, definitely the childhood stuff is the weakest. I really like, just because I enjoy Rob Zombie's style, I love that the second half of that first Halloween is just, like, beat for beat, the first Halloween movie done in Rob Zombie style. I find it really fun. It's like a remix album or something. (laughs) But, um, 
Halloween 2, his sequel, I actually really like. Like, there's some dopey stuff in it, specifically the horse, but it's like a hallucinogenic nightmare version of Halloween that's really, really well done and darkly funny and weird owls in it, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's... No, I've come to... I was the same way, just because that came in the middle of the remake craze, and I was just angry that there were remakes at all, but I've come... He actually did something interesting with it. Anyway, that's the first news story. Let's move on to the next news story. (laughs) Was the the backstory? I agree. And that really bugged me the first time because it was like, also because it's not only a backstory, but it's like the most boilerplate kid becoming a serial killer backstory there is. But I I know, and he killed animals and meh, 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 meh. But again, I've come to to like it. It's come to God. That's about what happened. I thought that, like, it started. I can't remember. I thought he was bullied, but then you see that he was kind of like inside and raging and was like killing animals. And his mom was a stripper, which I remember uh, that like, he wasn't really bullied. Wasn't he more of like, no, he, no, was, he was bullied for sure. Was he? I, th- yeah. I know like, yeah. he was abused. It's like the first scene no, he was yeah, bullied. His, his stepdad oh. abused him. Yeah. And then uh, and then he cracked. I did like that. He the, the only thing I did. One of the things I did like about that kind of humanizing backstory was the way that it sort of implicated sexuality and his insanity to sort of justify the slasher cliche of if you have sex, you will be killed in a slasher movie. <laughs> I thought it was kind of interesting that he actually psychologically built into why Michael Myers has to kill people, that teens, the sexy teens that have sex. I thought that was kind of funny and clever. Well, the Jason Legends always had that in. He died because they were busy having sex. Totally, but they're not, like, you're you're he know that, you're applying though. psychology. He would know that after he died because apparently when you die you learn everything. I agree that's there, but you're also like when you're analyzing a Friday yeah, the Thirteenth yeah. movie that way, you're putting that on. They did not intend that whatsoever. <laughs> they didn't think they didn't even think Jason was gonna come back when they made the that's first true. one. You know what I mean? And even then, the age is all wonky because like, and you see him. If we're supposed to take the ending of Friday the Thirteenth one literally. And Jason was eight then, but somehow he was like mid twenties, early thirties in the second uh, one, even though it's mostly uh, yeah, death the, aging. The, the, yeah, the death aging. Yeah, because he wanted to be bigger. Right. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot of problems. There are a lot of problems with that. But I. It do was a Winkler if it was like a twenty-eight-year-old really boy going around. Totally. Business. Yeah. <laughs> but. Okay, Phil. Let's do a reimagining. Okay. It's gonna be an eight-year-old in a hockey mask. Right. Oh god. This sounds That'd a lot. Actually, this sounds a lot like the Halloween kind of remake terrifying. that you don't like. <laughs> that actually could be pretty terrifying. <laughs> children are scary. Yeah. He's a lanky kid too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, children are not. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, kids are. <laughs> they can get creepy. Yeah, you ever seen the bad seed? Movie. That's good stuff. You seen it's the bad seed, Mel? No. You'd like the bad seed. I've never yeah. seen it. It's from the fifties. It's the first creepy kid movie. No, it's I'd based like on that. a play. It's really, really, really good. Check that out, bad seed. Oh. I'll, I'll text you the enough title so you okay. remember, because that's going to be one of your favorites once I you see it. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you haven't. I feel so proud that I got to be responsible <laughs> for watching <laughs> the bad seed. Um, uh, okay, next up, Simon Kingsborg, who's the sort of. Uh, I guess you'd describe him as the head writer at the, for X-Men, the X-Men movies. Okay. Um, he has said in a recent interview that Deadpool does indeed take place within the established X-Men universe. Yes. Hence Klaus is being in it and that there will be references. Although what's interesting is because it's the current timeline, there'll be references to Days of Future Brass and First Class, which occurred in the past. Okay. So it'll be our first glimpse into what the present day of whatever this X-Men universe will be. That's Awesome. Right? Isn't that fun? That's the exciting. Fox Marvel yeah, Cinematic yeah, yeah. Universe. I like it a lot. I was excited to hear that. 
Um, next up, uh, Ridley Scott. <laughs> this was funny. Uh, Ridley Scott was doing another interview, and he admitted that uh, he's working really, really hard on the Prometheus 2 script because he let the last one get away from him, which I'm glad that he admitted that. Um, That's the first step towards making a better absolutely. movie. Absolutely, and he said that he wants to directly connect with Alien. There's no more of that wishy-washy, no, this is different. This is He's trying to. Um, so these are promising things that I like to hear. The only thing that's negative to come out of that is that it also was officially announced that Neil Blomkamp's Alien sequel is on the shelf until Ridley Scott's done with whatever he's doing. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Which is a real shame. Which is a real shame, because I was more excited about that. Um, so, yes, alas. And I'm also, I'm sure that Chappie making no money probably played a big role Actually, in that, too. <laughs> Um, I, I didn't to I, see it. I didn't dislike it. It's not. It's not amazing. You're the problem now. <laughs> it was better than that. Uh, you are. It was better hey, than. I think uh, it's some money off. Isn't that better than bootlegging it? Yeah, I agree. mildly. Get some money at mildly least. better. Like, it's maybe still like two better. steps ahead it's of it. Mildly yeah. better. I'll take it. Um, yeah, no, you should. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, Chappie was okay. Um, I thought it got. I thought it was better than Elysium at least. But I liked Elysium. Elysium's on Netflix as well, which I mean, cool. Yeah, there you go. I liked Elysium. Yeah, I didn't hate Elysium, for sure. It's just District 9 was so good. Yeah, well, that's that, not fair to compare. Yeah, no, it is totally fair. He, that's how he announced <laughs> yeah. itself. That was his first movie. That's what I want every time. So step yeah. up, Blomkamp. Um, <laughs> next up uh, this is a weird one. Uh, Brian De Palma. Who did Carrie and Mission Impossible, The Untouchables, Legendary Director. I learned so many names from Phil. I try. Um, It's because I know these people's names instead of friends that I don't have. Um, (laughs) So Brian De Palma uh, has, uh, he is uh, going to China to make a movie in China. He's been hired to make a movie about a blind woman with heightened senses a la Daredevils trying to bring down a secret organization of assassins. Which that sounds cool. Yeah, it does sound kind of cool, and I love he's such a visually interesting uh, filmmaker. It'll be exciting to see what he can do with what no doubt will be a monumental Chinese production that has you know very different uh, minimum wage and safety yes. standards. <laughs> um, so it'll be very interesting to see what he's able to pull off with that. And it's also uh, you know as China becomes an increasingly large power, both in, with its audience that they pay for at the box, box office and also as a production house. Be weird, but it might not be uncommon for directors to go to China and make a movie, like American baseball players going to play in Japan, like Tom Selleck. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, just a weird precedent, and I'm excited. Just if only because De Palma can't get anything made anymore, and I love that guy, and I'll do whatever it takes. So go to China. Mm-hmm. He is blind assassin movie. I'm in. That sounds awesome, yeah. Yeah, it should I'm be down. interesting. should be really interesting. So anyway, that's happening. And then finally, uh, Nicole Kidman has signed on to play the queen of the Amazonians and Wonder Woman's mommy in Wonder Seriously? Woman. Seriously? Mm-hmm. She's going to be an ice queen, as they say. That's cool. Why not? You don't like Nicole Kidman? I do, but I don't, I, I don't see those two linking. But maybe once I see it, I'll feel better. Yeah. I'm going to trust WB. No, I did you see what they did? I'm not sure how I feel about the Wonder Woman they cast. I don't like her. I can't decide until I see it. I feel it, like the only person who can actually play Wonder Woman is Lucy Lawless? and realistically do it. No, Ronda Rousey. Oh, I don't wrestler? think she has the acting chops to do it. No, Lucy Lawless could pull off Ronda Rousey. And um, whoever, who Wonder Woman's supposed to be beautiful and terrifying. 
Lucy mm. Lawless is and terrifying. That is Ronda Rousey. Yeah, Lucy Lawless would be great, but she's unfortunately she's she's, just she's aged her way out. Yeah, yeah cause mm. it, which is not to say that you couldn't play Wonder Woman in great right now. Yeah. It's just that when you sign on to play Wonder Woman, you're signing on to play Wonder Woman for 10 years. Or um, whoever played the really big girl in American Horror Story. Ronda Rousey, I agree, has like is is beautiful and threatening and fun to watch fight and that's has a unique. certain presence on screen. But I haven't. I, she, she that's the thing. She seemed matter. very wooden every time. I say absolutely, it matters. Just it let her matter. actually. <laughs> just let her actually hurt people. Well, why don't you hire her to be a stunt woman then? That's true. See, Chloe just I wants just want to see business. Ronda Rousey. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> Have you heard of Google? <laughs> Um, all right, that's it for news stories. But we can talk uh, movies since there's no real genre release this week. Um, we could talk, uh, well, two things. Um, I guess first I'd do Spectre. Have you yeah. anyone else seen Spectre? Not yet. Talk to me about this? Okay. I wanted to see it because... No, clearly hasn't because she hates James Bond. Have to <laughs> support Batista. Oh, yeah, he was good. Yeah? He has one line of dialogue. Nice. And I, and I can't say it because Brendan will get angry because I already swore once. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, he plays the henchman. Uh, yeah, so Spectre. It is a James Bond movie, and it's a Daniel Craig movie. Feels like probably the last one. I hope it is. I hope it is too. And um, yeah, big. What was interesting about it is that because the Daniel Craig era has all been kind of about not just having a more serious Bond, but kind of deconstructing what a Bond movie is and changing yeah. them. Um, and this one was their attempt to sort of take the tone and the new Bond they've established. And apply it, and the and the uh, continuity that they've been building up, and apply it to an old-fashioned Bond goes to talk to someone yeah. at a desk, gets some gadgets, goes on an adventure story, and it has some incredible sequence in it. Specifically, the opening, the cold opening sequence in Mexico, the Day of the Dead ceremony, was incredible. Like yeah. one of the best Bond action sequences I think they've ever done. Um, certainly one of the best opening sequences, and then other action sequences throughout. Like this is the most money they've ever spent on a Bond movie since Sky, uh, Skyfall made a, bizi- a really? billion dollars. Yeah, Skyfall did really well. Made a billion, and they didn't see that coming. So they spent a lot of money on this. I mean, like by spent a lot of money, they spent as much as like they spent on a Marvel movie. You know what I okay, mean? It's not like yeah. this is the most expensive movie <laughs> ever made or anything like that. It's just um, they. So they did that, and they did it um, to do physical action sequences. There's some great ones. There's an awesome mountaintop chase sequence that was fantastic. The problem that I ultimately felt with it, like the first half I thought really worked well. Um, They had a nice sort of mixture of the kind of like realism that they built and the sort of jokey tone that you need if you're having him get gadgets and so forth. And I also really enjoyed um, the new Money, Penny, and M and Q that they established in Skyfall. I think they're fun and they've got great banter together. The problem is once it sort of got into the plot plot, it kind of lost its way. In part because A this tone that they've established is so somber that it doesn't really work as well for the kind of big super villainy thing. Yeah. Uh, B, um, I do feel they wasted Christoph Waltz in a really sad way um, because if there was any actor around right now who seemed like he was born to sit in a chair and deliver an evil speech with a <laughs> smile to James Bond, um, it's him. And unfortunately, they just didn't give him much to do. He has one scene that I quite enjoyed. Um, but beyond that, he just felt kind of wasted. And then also, just like Quantum of Solace, like, the commitment to continuity just kind of kills it. Like, James Bond isn't about that. Part of what I liked about Skyfall was a kind of standalone. Like, yeah. I think you should, for a, a Bond movie to be a Bond movie, you should be able to watch it having never seen a Bond movie before. Yeah. And they just kind of got weighed down in this backstory that's kind of doesn't, it was never that interesting in the first place. That was the thing, too. I, I, I haven't seen it, but mm-hmm. I heard, um, I, I watched a, a movie Bob review for it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, he, he made a good point. It's that 
James Bond is one of the few action movies where you can just have action and there doesn't need to be a reason for it because it's mm-hmm. his job. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be weighed down with backstory and stuff like that. Totally. And the way that they've connected all these four Bond movies together I, in this, I suppose, is nice if it ends up truly being the end for the Bond era, for the Daniel Craig era, because it feels like a button. Yeah. But at the same time, it just it felt really stretched. Like, it was clearly retcon. It wasn't, we started this with a plan, and here it is. It was, we started this, we kind of had a plan. Oh, my God, now we got to finish this. Mm. Here, I guess, is what it is. Um, and that, so, is really bloated. It's two and a half hours long, which is too long for a Bond movie. Um, even though Skyfall was close to that, and and even Casino Royale was pretty long too, um, but yeah, ultimately, I, like I ultimately, I don't think it's bad by any means. I yeah. thought it was fun. It's just the standard um, after Skyfall and Casino Royale was so high um, that it just doesn't quite live up to those. It's certainly better than Quantum Solace, and in the grand scheme of Bond movies, it's, it's definitely, definitely in the upper better, half. Yeah. yeah, so it's just that yeah, expectations sort of. It, it, I think I just thought Skyfall was incredible. Yeah. in a way that I didn't expect. Like it, because I because I find like the best Bond movies kind of reflect their era. Mm-hmm. Some of the worst ones too, like Moonraker. Um, but, <laughs> but they sort of are a response to something, and it felt like Casino Royale was sort of like the Jason Bourne version of Bond. Yeah, and Skyfall felt like the Dark Knight version. That's and fair. I really appreciate and and this isn't, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it is. But at the same time, I do recommend it. Um, and if it is the end, it's a totally appropriate way to go. If they, I, I wouldn't mind them making one more simply <coughs> because they seem to, to have in every it. other. <coughs> Please excuse. Sorry, Bill. guys. <laughs> they seem to like have a pattern of every other movie being the great one in the yeah. Daniel Craig. Um, so I wouldn't mind it just so that they actually do go out with a movie as good as the highlights have been. But even if not, this is fine. And more than anything else, I just think it kind of proved that the kind of somber plot continuity bond has kind of reached its end point. And um, I I would I would much rather they do something a little goofier and sillier now. Yeah. Like I thought Kingsman kind of beat this as the Bond as the best Bond movie of the year, and I think that's the tone <laughs> we can do now because that way it can still be kind of you know one toe in the real world. It can still be have a sense of irony about itself, but it should be big. It should be goofy, and they should embrace. Yeah, that's those the that's kind of like the the 2010s, right? It's more about like my not as grounded in realism. Yeah, Marvel, not DC. Yeah, exactly. But with that being said, I don't know, I haven't seen uh, the latest one, mm. but I've, re- and I'm not the biggest fan of Daniel Craig, mm. but I've really enjoyed like Casino Royale era style for Bond. Yeah, compared I thought to they past. did a great job. Yeah. For sure. I just think that like, it, a lot of it was about deconstructing Bond, yeah. which was great to see. It was fun. No one had ever done that. It's just Bond is not, like there's not a lot to deconstruct. They kind of did it. Yeah. Like there's not really, like they have to at this point invent things to tear down. I so where I, they go from here. Totally. And I think that they, and look, I mean, like he made two of the best Bond movies ever, which not even Pierce Brosnan can say. Yeah, so, that's true. So, you know, I think it's been fine. And I would like to see, yeah, like I like the idea of Idris Elba they tossed around. I wouldn't mind if they even found someone that had never done anything before. Um, but I think... Yeah, I think it's time. And a lot of people lament that. They're like, how dare you? Um, uh, you know, this has been great. Why end it? But part of what I've liked about James Bond is like that it ha- there have been so many iterations. It is kind of like a weird... Um, 
Literally talking to myself now, but it Sorry. is. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, you knew I was gonna check out. Oh, I knew you were. I knew you were. The but fact is, that Cody did. No, it was just. Uh, no, funny. I just got like a slight against you. I just and, got a series of texts. And no, no, I'm like, no, 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 it's on. fine. No, you all and Brendan at the same time. Like all three did at once, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, I'm wrapping up by myself now. Um, but uh, no, it's fine. Um, I don't even remember what I was gonna say. My mine is is good. Series of bonds. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is See, it the, I'm the listening. Bond series? Thank you, Mel. Um, part of what I like about the Bond series in it is it has kind of been like like they were kind of the first blockbuster action movies, and since yeah. then it's kind of been like you can look at a Bond from any era and sort of see what action movies were like in that era. And it's an interesting That's reflection true. of the history. And I like the change in the evolution, so I think it's time. Um, so Melanie, yeah. you should watch Goldeneye. You should. That's yeah. my favorite. I think one. I've seen Casino Royale. Casino Royale. You didn't bad. like that. I like that one. Is there one with the days in it? Day. Die another day. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. That's that not good. good. Live and let die. Like, I don't really like Bond as a character. And I think that's probably why I don't like movies. It's, it's not about Bond. Bond. It's about the bad guys. Just like superhero movies. No one cares about Batman. Like, they Skyfall care about the Joker. Skyfall was just way too serious for what I was expecting. I was expecting more After of a... After Casino Royale? Casino Royale is just a See, I, I, all you have to yeah, do is just listen to the Adele song, and then I feel like that just captures are you, Okay, hang on. Are you thinking of the Peter Sellers Casino Royale? Okay, then no. I, it wasn't I watched long ago. two of Pierce Brosnan and Skyfall. Oh, then you haven't seen Casino Royale because okay, Casino Royale is with Daniel Craig. No, there's too many. Okay, the Pierce Brosnan ones are Goldeneye, Tomorrow Never Dies, um, Die Another Day. That one's not good. The World Is Not Enough, and something. What's wrong with Halle Berry? They're pretty and well. Something. They're pretty That's well. All, they're they're all garbage. Other than uh, yeah, the Brosnair, they're all garbage except for Goldeneye. And Tomorrow Never Dies isn't horrible. But that being said, really I still think Brosnan's the best Bond. Oh, totally. I think he was a fantastic casting. He was just ill served by his yeah. by the movies they gave him. I feel for bad sure. for him. Same with Dalton. I thought Dalton was great. Yeah. And he only got two thirds of a good movie. Uh, the, the who was the Hawaiian shirt era Bond? Was that Roger Moore? That was Roger Moore. Yeah, and there are a that's couple, my favorite. There are a I like fun that ones. one. <laughs> I like, there are a couple fun ones in that era for sure. Um, but yeah, no, Dalton. It was a shame. Like Living Daylight's pretty good until the ending, which is, I mean, basically he helps the Taliban beat the Russians, and that's kind huh. of like not cool anymore. Yeah, anymore. Um, well, I mean, uh, <laughs> it was a different time. Rambo, Rambo did, did it same, too. Yeah, yeah. No, Rambo did the same <laughs> well, thing. And point, it's just Russians were just the enemies for everybody. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah, well, Ru- the, Russia well, was evil. Was yeah. more evil than and the Taliban. And to be fair, the U.S. did actually themselves uh, yeah. team up with the Taliban. Yeah, so they did. It's um, and it is happened. an unfortunately accurate representation of that era. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's enough Bond talk. Oh, Sorry, just, Mel. I never took to Bond. We just can talk about yeah. No, I saw Goosebumps. Fine. Yeah, we can talk about Goosebumps. Yeah, I'm jealous. Dun, 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 I thought I was sure waiting you for, seen it by now. No, see, I was waiting for Phil because Phil and I thought we could see it together. Oh, but, uh, I didn't know that. You should have said something because I went. <laughs> well, without me? You were, I you did were. go without you. I didn't know. I Fun thought you. Uh, well, you told me I'm that. Gonna, I'm just gonna swivel this way. Okay, let me ask you something, Mel. Um, remember when I advan- ad- uh, invited you to the advanced screening of Quin- Crimson Peak? Uh, what happened then? I was supposed to see it with my friends. Yeah. Did you do that? No, because uh, oh, interesting. Couple of them couldn't see it. Because when I saw it by myself, it was great. <laughs> um, uh, so I tried to be nice and let you take someone else and see it with my friends. I did. I just couldn't resist saying that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, goosebumps. Um, yeah, I thought it was fun. It was like uh, spooky Jumanji. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. what I was hoping for. Is it really yeah. that good? Because yeah. you grew up reading well, Goosebumps. Yeah, and did you so grow did up I. Yeah, yeah. So it's totally. Worth it? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's and not like a great movie, but Goosebumps oh, aren't great books either. Yeah, it's yeah. campy in the way that you would expect. Yeah. It, it it captured that feeling of the TV show and the books. Yeah. It's great. 
It's for and kids. It was, it's goofy. It, nice, like, it has a nice self-conscious sense of humor. the nostalgia bone, too. Yeah, totally. It has a nice self-conscious sense of humor, too. It yeah. doesn't take itself too seriously and kind of plays with it. And I enjoyed that even... Um, in addition to it being sort of, you know, uh, the plot about the monsters from yeah. Goosebumps coming to life, that even the setup like felt like a Goosebumps story with the new kid moving to town and yeah. the creepy neighbor yeah, in the totally. house and everything. It felt very reverent to Goosebumps in a way that I enjoyed. And uh, I credit a lot of that to uh, two of the screenwriters on it, a writing team, Scott Alexander and Larry, I always mispronounce his name, but I want to say Karakowski uh, or something like that. Um, yeah, Not I sure. should have looked that up. But anyway, <laughs> um, they wrote Ed Wood and... Um, uh, room 1408 and okay. a bunch of really fun stuff and they're really smart guys that have a really clever self-conscious sense of humor and, and their sensibility I thought really really made this work. I Jack thought, Black was fun. The dummy was great. Oh he was great. The thing with Jack oh, Black was I felt like he yeah, was and it's a real sli- It's a dummy too. They don't have no CGI. Actual? And it's Everything by, else is CGI. It's but voiced by Jack Black too. Yeah, but take it. But slappy and he's voiced by Jack Black too. Is he really? Yeah. Which is fun. That was good. But the yeah. thing with Jack Black, though, playing Arl Stein, was that he felt like way too cartoonish. Does, does the real Arl Stein pop up? Yes. He does. Yeah, yes. there's a really funny cameo right there. Okay. I don't want to spoil yeah, it. No, 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 there's a great, there's a really good cameo yeah, with Arl Stein. They do that well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I know what you mean. But I get, I. I like I what was that accent supposed to be? I don't know, but it <laughs> didn't. Arl Stein accent it didn't from just, Weirdville. Just, just in, in intellectual, I guess. Yeah, um, I guess. but it didn't bother me. It like it did at first. I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna be rough." Yeah. Um, I mean, for the rest of the movie, but um, it he was. Uh, but I guess as the movie got more and more ridiculous, it didn't bother me as much. Yeah, it yeah, like I it, felt it the same way too. The tone, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it, it was, it was, yeah. Totally. And I guess right. just some of the stuff he was pointing out was... I'm excited to see it. Don't yeah, totally. Yeah, it's good, goofy, fun. You'll like it. it. I bet like Alstein's not... wondering, it took him like over 20 years to make a movie about my stuff, but hey, it got done. Mm, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's I not mean... like Goosebumps is really relevant Well, I, Yeah, it's the thing. Kind of revived Goosebumps for him, so I'm sure his podcast uh, will appreciate it quite a bit. turning out those yeah. books again. All right, Definitely. I guess... Kids don't read Goosebumps anymore? They do, but not to the point that we did. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because he's bought yes. it like eight a month. I swear to God, when we were kids, he did. Yeah, if you include Fear Street and all. Yeah, that now stuff. it's like one every six months or yeah. something. Oh, huh. I bought one recently. Really? Actually, yeah. Why? He wrote because it was a couple of books. I'm like, I can get through this in like half an hour. Yeah, he wrote a couple of adult books too. Yeah, I actually have one of his adult books. Yeah, are they any good? Are they I, horror as well? Uh, yeah, it is horror. Yeah. I haven't finished it because I made the mistake of buying it in hardcover, uh, so it's not really portable. And it's not one of those things you can like sit and hold. Put it next to your toilet, Mel. That's what I do. (laughs) Is it decent though? Yeah, I would would be interested in reading it. I can bring it in if I can find it. Yeah, Yeah. sure, do it. All right, Cody, you played Call of Duty. I did. Speaking of horrors, you played Call of Duty. (laughs) Okay, so a little bit of backstory. If you haven't read my review on CG Mag, backstory. It's Call of Duty. No, I mean like my backstory. Oh, so Cody was born in. (laughs) How old are you? 1993. Jesus. Um, no, so I. Used to really like Call of Duty. Um, Wait, you were born in 1993? How old were you when you were reading Goosebumps? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> after 11, I dropped off of it. All right, okay. So he was going long after we probably finished it, because we're like, I'm like nine Yeah, well, years also, older. my mm-hmm. brother is 25. Okay, so So I read a lot of his stuff, too. Well, I'm still six years older than that kid. So, yeah, he must have. <laughs> Arlson has had a really good streak there. Oh, yeah, I know they did good. My sisters read them, too. 
10 year streak, but good for him. Oh, yeah, he they did all right. Okay, back to Call of Duty. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I used to love Call of Duty, and then it just started to suck. When did you tell us about uh, probably after so for like Black, Black Ops 2. Two. Is the yeah, most amazing thing after Black really Ops like. 2, I kind of the the rest just started to like, oh <laughs> no, this is bad. But even then, I was starting to taper off before that because it was um, it was a yearly installment, and I cannot get behind yearly installments for anything. Um, anyway, uh, so I went into this review thinking oh, it was going to be really easy to write because it's going to suck, and it was really good. And I hope that, like, 18-year-old me doesn't ever read it because I was very positive. Um, the biggest thing is that... It, like, 18-year-old Cody's like, aw, old man Cody, what's going what on? What the hell, dude? Look at you. Um, <laughs> Remember when we were cool? That was four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, like, the thing with Call of Duty is that you know you're, you're coming in and it's going to be, like, an extremely polished game. Um, there's not going to be a lot of weird glitches. It's going to play really well. I'm sorry, um, there's not going to be a lot of... Okay, I guess there's not a lot of weird glitches. Like the, well, I mean, like, in terms of video games, you're always going to have something that is going to be weird because it's a video game and nothing's perfect. But um, the biggest difference uh, here is they, they give you this thing called DNI, which I cannot, for the life of me, remember what it stands for. Uh, but essentially, it gives you the ability to ma manipulate machines. And what that does is open up tons of different opportunities for any combat situation you come into. That could be uh, taking control of a turret, um, sending giant or sending little tiny swarms of nanobots after people, or mm -hmm. just blowing up robots coming at you. That's another thing too. You fight a lot of robots. I like robot fighting. Nice. Um, the story is robot fighting okay. It's uh it it felt like they were sort of trying to tell a story about or try to have like a little bit of social commentary about um, technology and how it affects us. Um, but I feel like uh, maybe I was just reading into it a little too much because uh, it's Call of Duty and I mm -hmm. doubt that they're trying to make any kind of political statement. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, it was fun. The story was was good. The gameplay was fun. Um, there's two story modes for zombies. Mm -hmm. uh, one has Jeff I like Goldblum. I hate, oh, no way. Yeah. Okay, one, I hate Call of Duty, but I did like the zombies mode in oh, yeah, Black totally. Ops 2. Yeah, that was fun. And it has Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. I yeah. hated that guy until I saw Run, Runny, Runny. Run. I love that yeah. it has its own story. What? You hated him after Jurassic Park? I did, cause just because he was in everything. The fly? He's one of those guys. It's just yeah, like, oh, I'm so tired of yeah, Jeff Goldblum. You, you want to know why he was in everything, Mo? Because he was awesome. He was yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And then I watched Run, 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 and I fell in love with him. Well, whatever you it didn't takes. didn't like him in Independence Day? I did, but the thing is, he just he was everywhere. <laughs> and at one point, you're just like, I'm tired of this guy. Where did he come from? Yeah, no, uh, I could get it. But no, yeah, no, it was it was so So they actually fun. had story mode in the zombie yeah, this time. Yeah, it's That's like, fun. it's, there's two stories. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're they're not super refined or anything. Yeah, of course, but still. Yeah, no, it was, it was, def it was interesting. And yeah. then there's online, excuse me, the online mode, which was exactly what you'd expect from a Call of Duty game. Yeah. With a little more um, additional content. Uh, you can run, you can run across walls, which is really cool. Oh, cool. You can shoot underwater. Yeah. Um, that's Cody, really fun too. Yeah. You have five minutes. Whoa. Okay. Cody's gonna watch Nintendo Direct so he can report back to oh. you guys. Cool. Okay. Well, I just like that they uh, are moving away from the pure military porn. That's why I think that was the I, most oh tedious thing. I've never raged so hard at a game in all my life, and the first time I played mm. Call of Duty. So what? The uh, only time I played <laughs> Call of Duty. All right. So to wrap up quickly, since you got to run, Cody. Yeah. Uh, what overall? 
good. I bad. gave it a nine out of ten. It was oh, really fun. Awesome. Yeah, I really liked it. Which actually it. makes me want to play it because if you hate Call of Duty like this one, yeah, then I might actually enjoy. It. Totally. Wait, yeah, totally. If I wander two meters off of my set path to do a mission, am I going to get told that I failed that the mission? That does happen. Ugh, I hate that so much. Um. <laughs> I'm a highly trained. Secret operative. I can't take two steps this... No, no, no. no. Blowing no. away from the table. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. Are playing anything else? Nope. We have Dokos. Yeah. Okay. Cody has to watch Nintendo Direct. I'm going to go watch Nintendo Direct, which happened yesterday. Yeah, Phil and I don't mm. play anything. Mm. We're going to watch Vacation. Damn right. Damn right. I think All right, Cody, let's see you do the sign-off. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I lost the page that I was on that had everything. <laughs> um... <laughs> Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, you can check us out at cgmagonline.com. We are also on the Book of Faces, Google+, um, Instagram. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter, at cgmagonline. Uh, and don't forget to check us out. Uh, don't forget to check out our magazine. The Buyer's Guide yep. is coming out. Uh, we are on the App Store, Magster, and Pocket Mags. Is there anything Jeez, I'm missing? you really wrote everything down. <laughs> yeah, you got it. I am impressed. Good for <laughs> you, Cody. So, of course, you can yeah, you can check us out at all those places that Cody said, and make sure you come by the YouTube and watch the plays and subscribe to our YouTube channel and help us out a bit. But also, right now, we are giving away copies of Vacation, which Phil and I have a couple here, and we're going to take them home and enjoy them. But we have more it's copies fun. to give out. Mm-hmm. So make sure you go to CG Mag Online and enter to win a copy of Vacation. It's a Blu-ray DVD digital combo so uh check that out and actually we're gonna also have the man from uncle vacation running or um contest running i kind of like man from uncle too yeah yeah well we'll see what we can do for you phil there we go (laughs) all right thanks for listening Bye. bye